0: Pastors, Larry and Tears welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus.
1: Get ready to be fit for life. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. Father, your Word says that this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, as we prayed with Pastor Nancy a few minutes ago, and as we prayed on our way here, this is your meeting, Holy Spirit. So we ask for utterance. Your word says that the Holy Spirit will give us utterance. So Holy Spirit may not be our words, but your words. And from this point on, this platform is yours, Holy Spirit, for the glory and the edifying of the name of Jesus. Amen. Strongholds are basically fortresses if you look the, if you look at the definition of that word it means big fortress right when you when you look at a castle if you go to like a monaco or england or those places that they have the big castles they always have fortresses around you can't even get close so the strongholds are fortresses of the enemy according to the bible he builds them around us as we give ground for him to do it right second corinthians 10 4 says for our weapons of our warfare sorry i forgot to start our timer for our weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god for the pulling down of strongholds so the apostle paul makes a very clear indication that is our warfare it is up to us to pull down these freaking strongholds that the enemy tries to build around us right but the lord glory to God, already gave us the tools and the empowerment through the Holy Spirit and through his words, right? Exactly.
0: And strongholds can be, uh, there's a number of strongholds, right? Uh, you can be, a stronghold can be alcohol. A stronghold can be anger. A stronghold could be bitterness. It can be uh, gossip. Uh, there, there's all kinds of different strongholds. And what it is, is these things that uh, the majority of the time, these come through sin right? And it's a stronghold that Satan has built in your life. And that stronghold is blocking your blessing. It's blocking your ministry. It's blocking your prayers, all of that. So that but that's what Satan's, Satan's plan is. Satan, he comes to kill, steal, steal, and destroy, right? And so that's what his plan is. So if he can build these strongholds in your life, then he can totally negate you from the kingdom of heaven. He can totally negate you from being powerful in the kingdom of God, so that, that's, that's what we're... I
1: always think of a wasp. Remember the apartment we used to live? We had a big wasp, um, yeah. what do you call it, a wasp house, a nest. a nest that they built. But it's pretty amazing how you don't see it if you keep looking at it. But if you wait a couple of days and you go back, they're like, so I think of yeah. sin as being some kind of material in the spirit realm that the wasps use. And they start like, you know, they start building this thing around you. Next thing you know... You talk to the person about the gospel, and they don't hear. It's like they're literally within that fortress. Um, let's talk about gener- generational curses. How the strongholds can be built through that as well. You know? Sure. Yeah.
0: So generational curses are things that come down from our ancestors, right? Uh, for example, uh, in my family, uh, alcoholism was a major thing. So it, my great great grandfather, his his dad, my there's a long, long, long chain of alcoholism in our family. And so that's something that has to be broken. Um, we, you know, those, those, those uh, uh, that, uh, curse of alcoholism has to be broken in my life. And to do that, you've got to, you, there has to be forgiveness and there has to be a stand, you know, you have to take a stand against that. And you have to declare, "Hey, this is not gonna. This is not gonna be part of my life. Alcoholism is not gonna be part of my life. We have to. We have to stand against that." My mother, uh, in in her uh, in her line of family, uh, is Alzheimer. So her grandmother had Alzheimer's, her mom had Alzheimer's, but my mom doesn't have Alzheimer's. And my mom declared, I'm not going to have Alzheimer's, I'm going to pray against it, I'm going to bind that spirit of all, Alzheimer's, I'm going to cast that out, and it's not going to be part of me. And that, So she did that, and my mom is uh, 80 this year, and she's sharper, <coughs> so I mean, yeah, she's a sharp gal, right? And she does not have Alzheimer's, and, she, and I'm never going to have Alzheimer's. So that's broken off my life.
1: Yeah. Um, my family, for example, I think the, the general cur- Curses, not only what things the world tells you can be passed by genetics, like diseases, but what you see. Like, my dad had an anger problem. I developed an anger problem because I saw my dad throw fits of rage. My brother had it too, so I had to break that because I got the temperament from my dad. You know, the world says that. Oh, your father had, you're just like your dad. And I've heard that. Even my dad used to say, even proud, Look at my daughter; she's like me. Oh. So I had to. I had to. So these generational curses. That's where the Pastor Larry has a wonderful book about it. Everything will be broken by the blood of Jesus. Right. Nothing. Nothing the world can tell Oh, you got that for your mom. You always have that. No, because I'm born again. Actually, from above. The original says so. My DNA is from the father, not from my my mom and my dad. Right now, my mom is in heaven and my dad too. But right now the last name that I have that came from them is just a natural tool because I got to have a last name but my DNA comes from the from the father so we got we got to acknowledge that we got to understand that and another tool that I think the enemy uses a lot as the word says leave no place for the devil leave no pray leave no place for Satan the Bible tells us that we should not give place to him so he needs something he needs some kind of Uh, territory to to take hold of us so we have to understand we have acknowledged the first step to overcome that is to understand that it's up to you christianity is not passive it's very aggressive and very powerful so there are strongholds that we develop through sin Maybe what my mom did, but maybe, but also what I'm doing now. So it not, not, not only matters what my mom did, because that is broken by the blood of Jesus, but it matters, what am I doing with what my mom did? What am I doing today with what my dad did? So, and if somebody, oh, I didn't have a father. I had a father. It was very absent, but whenever he was around, it wasn't a very great testimony. And even if somebody says, well, but I didn't have a father, but you had something, you have. What, whoever was around you that was showing you this is the way. Oh, you know, honey, you go there and you slap them back and you curse them back. So we develop these sins by example. But you gotta understand that once you're born again, you are responsible. You can't fall into that victim mentality. Oh, that's what my dad taught me, that's what I did, that that's what my dad did to me. It doesn't matter. The blood will break all that. But the first Uh, I think step is to understand that you have to acknowledge, you have to confess, you have to think about, and you have to come to a place that you go, wow. Yeah. I'm doing what my dad did, or I'm doing, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing this and I don't want it no longer. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's for, as the Bible says, give no place to Satan. I do, uh, uh, I've done a number of years of prison ministry. And I tell the guys, you can't keep any pet monkeys. All right, there's no, you can't just keep any, this one little thing, right? You have compartments in your brain, right? Compartments in your heart, compartments in your spirit. You can't just have this little section where, you know, it's okay, where you let Satan reign. You can't do that, right? It's gotta, so give him no place. He needs, like Paul said, he needs a place to set up. And if you don't, and if you're so filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, if you're filled with this word, if you're filled with worship and praise and prayer, he has no place. And that's where we want to be. No place.
1: Yeah, amen. And worship, we're going to talk about, uh, we put aside, one, two, three, four, five tools that we believe in the spirit realm. You start to break these strongholds. I don't care how Powerful they might be. So the first one is worship. The Bible says that God dwells in the praises of His people. Psalms 22. So wherever God dwells, darkness has to flee. Whenever Jesus walked into a place, demons were terrified. I love it in Matthew eight. Not only they were terrified, but they asked permission. Can we go to the pigs? They knew with whom they were dealing. So we see that um, where the light is, with capital L. What the light is, the darkness goes. So if we walk in the light with capital L, if we walk in Jesus, we have the upper hand. We have that authority. Therefore, worship is a major weapon of warfare. In John 12, 3, we see that the woman is pouring the expensive perfume in Jesus' feet. And it says, the Bible says that it filled the whole house. I love that. Because it tells me that worship, if we put worship right now, it just fills the whole atmosphere, changes everything. It's, it's pretty amazing. Music, I mean, think of David, right? David had to play the instrument to calm the, ner- the king's nerves. Because music is powerful, and the other side as well. If you put on the wrong music, it puts you in that atmosphere pretty quickly, right? Yep, absolutely. But I mean, you love worship. Well, yeah. Uh, Paula
0: is one of her favorite things to do is pray in tongues. One of my favorite things to do is worship, and for, for a guy, it's not as—I don't think it comes as easily. I was raised in the Lutheran faith. The Lutheran faith—they're singing hymns, and most of the men, um, they're barely singing, or they're, or they're—you know—not even—not even singing. They got their hands like this. I mean, and that's—that's that's not how we're supposed to worship, okay? When I worship, man, I'm like. You know, and I got you know I got tears running down my face. I got the snot bubbles gone, and Paul Paul is looking at me, going, "Okay, the Holy Spirit is doing some work over there, right?" Um, Mitch and I went to Promise Keepers this last weekend. There was ten thousand men, ten thousand men praising God. You know, praising God, and that and that and there was power in that. There was power in that room, right, Mitch? There's, there's power in that, right? And so when we when we worship, and you don't, ha- and we worship corporately right? Which is amazing. You know, we got Brandon up there, and man, you can feel the power of the Holy Spirit moving. But I worship at the house. I worship seven days a week. You know, I turn, I get up in the morning, fire that up, and then I'm worshiping. And all of a sudden, the tears are coming. And it's not emotional. It's the Spirit of Christ hitting me. And all of a sudden, it changes the atmosphere. And all of a sudden, I'm in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, I have the power. And I I feel the, the presence, manifest the presence of the Holy Spirit. I feel Christ in the room with me. And man, it's a whole different experience right and, that, and that's what we want to be so that's one of the major uh, things for spiritual warfare is worship because there's, there's demonic forces that are all around us and they, you think they want to hear that you want to hear you think they want to hear oh hail King Jesus they're like oh man I'm out of here right that's
1: so the next uh, weapon that we put aside to share with you guys is a Bible the Bible is a mighty weapon. I always think, I was telling Michael, I think uh, think of a sword or a gun or any weapon that if you don't practice, you don't know how to use it. That is what the Bible is. It's a weapon that we must be highly trained on it. The Apostle Paul tells us that we're supposed to put on an armor that covers from head to toe, right? We have a helmet, a breastplate, a belt, a shield, a sword, and sandals. So it goes from head to toe. So we have to master that. I think of a ninja or a soldier or samurai. If you, if you read about samurais, it's pretty amazing the amount of hours, like a soldier that is about to go to uh, war. They have to train that thing. That thing becomes like um, second nature to them, right? I told Michael the other day, I thought of the movie Forrest Gump. I don't know if anybody watched the movie Forrest Gump. At, when he goes into the army, they blindfold them and they had to. But they had to break the the rifle apart and then put it back together, blindfolded. It had to do like in seconds. So the intimacy that they have with their weapons, that's the intimacy that we need to have uh, with our Bible. So
0: this, this is the word of God right this is the word of god this is our bread of life he said if you will not eat my uh, body and drink my blood you can have no part of me right so we need to ingest this on a daily basis just we need to ingest it we this needs to be this book will renew us right it says be not conformed by the ways of this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind how are you renewed you're renewed through this the more you're in this, the more you are studying this, the more you are uh, uh, meditating on it, the more you know of this, the more you will be transformed and renewed, and you will be walking in that power of the Holy Spirit. But you have to know your Bible. You have to know your Bible, and you have to let it permeate your life, and you and you have to meditate on it. Yep,
1: that's right. We said we were talking about the other day that um, imagine if the if the devil came with some accusation and you don't know the word to fight it back, and you're going to no, hold on, Satan, let me look. On. I know there's something here that I gotta. Uh, yeah. No, it it's gotta be ready to to fire back. Memorization, yeah, memorization, memorization, and memorization is a great tool. The other day you said just like you see somebody speak like their father. He, you mimic your father. You see a child. A child will repeat exactly what mama or daddy said or whoever's taking care of them, right? And we have to mimic our father. We have to sound just like our father. That's what Jesus did. That's what we're supposed to do as well, right? So Bible is amazing. Okay, moving on. Like Pastor Larry, okay, we have 15 minutes declarations and prayers. Oh, I love this one. Joshua 1, 1, 1.8 says, and Psalms 1, two says, Meditate in my word day and night. The more we meditate in the word, the more it grows and it expands in us. And the word meditate in the Hebrew is to mutter, to speak it, to sp- literally speak it out loud. You can't just think it. The Bible says, What comes out of your mouth is an overflow of what is in your heart. So, Sometimes I like to think about, but to stop and think about what I just read in the Bible because it's so powerful. An overflow. So it makes me wonder, if I overflow my heart with the word, eventually that's what's going to come out of my mouth. Sometimes even without thinking, I'll speak something that edifies somebody because it's, that's what my heart is full of, right? Jesus said, my words are spirit and life, Oh, that's another amazing statement. I mean, think about that. Jesus saying the words that I'm speaking are full of spirit and full of life. And now his words are our words, because the Bible is for us to use it. So that means when we speak the word of God out loud, it releases that spirit and that and that life. So the words of the Bible, they carry something. I don't know what they carry, but well, I know they carry spirit and life. I don't know how it works in the natural. But I know that it affects the natural. Um, James 5.1 says, The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. We have to understand, guys, we're such powerful people. We have such power in our hands. We have the words written. Uh, one of the ministries that I love, it's back in Pensacola, the apostle says, The Bible is Jesus in print. And Jesus is the word in a persona. I I love that because it can't separate the two. This is Jesus. How do you know what Jesus is like? How do I know what God's will for my life? It's all in here. I don't have to go anywhere anywhere else, right? Um.
0: Yeah. So uh, we want to talk about prayer as well, but just one last thing on words. My heaven, my earthly father was a sailor. You've heard that thing, uh, don't talk like sailor or the mouth of a sailor, right? It, my dad was. Every other word out of my dad's mouth was not a good word, right? And I inherited that. I brought that. And so every other word out of my mouth when I was going up through college and even through the years was, was a foul, was, it was foul language. I spoke foul. But when I submitted my life to Christ, all that changed. Now I memorize this word and when I speak, I speak at it from this word, right? You are greater is he than uh, uh, in me than he that is in the world, right? I am. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? I uh, I'm more than an overcomer, right? So all that stuff. So now I speak like my heavenly Father, not like my earthly Father, and that's important. I don't also say things like, "Oh, I'm an idiot." Oh, I'm so stupid. Why would I call those curses on me, right? You got to really, it sounds kind of like I'm being, you know, uh, 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 dogmatic, but I'm really not. I mean, you are actually calling on cur- curses on yourself, so we have to really watch what's coming out of our mouth. And we see that also with kids. If you tell your kid, oh, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you're never going to amount to anything. Guess what? They won't. But if you say you're amazing, you can do anything you set your mind to, you are loved. That per- that that. The child will grow up believing that.
1: Yeah, I am I'm always impressed in the word when Jesus was tempted in the desert. This little devil came and tempted Jesus in the word. He quoted Psalms 91, my favorite psalm. I mean, really? And then Jesus fought back in the word three times as it as it, it is written. It is written, it is written. Deuteronomy. I think all three times of Deuteronomy. I'm not sure, but two of them was Deuteronomy. So we live in the battle of words. Sometimes I'm walking, you know, supermarket or wherever, and I'm. You can hear people talk. News. News is a great example. Turn on the news and see what people are talking about. They're creating things when they with their words. So we have to be so. I love the book of James, the third chapter. The whole chapter has very, very scary analogies of our tongue. One is a rudder that is this small, but it it, it dictates the whole ship's direct the whole ship's direction. Uh, the other is uh, a spark will set up a whole forest on fire. Think about that analogy. So this is such a, a tiny little part of our bodies, but it's in charge of the whole thing, right? God said, I put before you life and death. And I love what Pastor Larry Huck once said. And God gives you a hint. Choose life. On <laughs> prayer. Uh, Pastor, can you put on that picture? I just, I, I brought this It just, I thought it was very interesting. I came across this study a long time ago. This is a a Japanese photographer. He's not a Christian, but I love when secular people corroborate with the Bible without even knowing. I love that. It's called Dr. Masaru Emoto. He is a Japanese author and entrepreneur. And he took pictures of the molecules of water with different uh, sounds around the water. So if you look, that's heavy metal music. He took a picture of the molecules of the water then he put he recorded somebody saying you make me sick i'll kill you and then adolf hitler's voice and then look when he put somebody saying thank you to the water words of love and appreciation they look like diamonds and mother teresa's voice so when i came across this study many many years ago i never forgot it always comes back to my mind because i thought that's the bible jesus said my words are spirit and life so when you speak words of death Look at that. It affects the molecules of the water. And on the other hand, when he speaks words of love, thank you. Just the words thank you. He put, uh, he put speakers around the water saying thank you, thank you, thank you. That's what, we, that's what he got. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because I thought it was very, very powerful. Moving on. Church. In Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says, and let us think of ways to motivate one another and to act To acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. This is the New Living Translation. Um, The most common translation is do not forsake the assembly of the brethren right but i love that uh, acts of love we motivate each other proverbs seven seventeen says iron sharpens iron and the passion translation says in galatians 6 2 love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles so getting together with with other believers with other believers is it's a big deal to the lord and and so it should be to us too we get strained right? We get edified. We feel like we're part of something uh, because the enemy, he loves to isolate. The first thing that I see the enemy, the accuser do to people I know, I have quite a few Christian friends back in Brazil where I'm from originally. They are not doing the church thing right now. And like we just spoke about the words, when I speak to them for 10 minutes, I know how their walk with Christ is. It's very weak because the words are coming out of their mouth. Is a direct um, uh, uh, product of not going to church. Because see the strongholds like the wasp? It's little by little. Oh, I'm not going to church right now. It's not a big deal. Okay. And then, well then, I don't need to read my Bible. all it, it, it It's amazing how it expands. The devil knows how to expand whatever you're doing that seems not a big deal right now i'm just not going to do the church right now but i'm still a christian like like we talk about we we both had christ but we backslid so but i never thought i didn't realize it was a backslider because you could find me at the bar going jesus saves jesus saves are you a christian of course i'm a christian because i never denied christ with my mouth it was a very subtle uh trap in my mind, I thought I'm not. A, I'm not doing anything wrong because I'm not saying I'm a former Christian. I never said that because I wasn't. I would even pray maybe once every year. So it's we have to be very careful when the Bible tells us to do something. Be planted in your church, and you talk about the church and serving. It's amazing.
0: Well, the we have to have corporate worship. We have to have each other. We have to iron sharpens iron, you know. Just like uh again, uh you know, Mitch and I were talking about that yesterday. You know, you you've got to have other men in your life. You have to have other sisters in your life that can pray over you and 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 you can talk about your lives and and all stuff. And that comes through the church, right? You meet people at the church. You serve with people at the church. You've got you you have fellowship. You know, we have we have our, our church services, but then we have maybe we have outreach, maybe we have a picnic we have all this stuff, and you, you need brothers and sisters in Christ in your life. If you only have se- people that are not not Christians in your life, that's great, but you got to have that core of people that you can say, hey man, I'm having a tough day can you pray for me? You can even text them or call them or whatever, even if you can't see them in person but we've got, we're a body we're not meant to be alone, and that is the biggest thing, again, going back to men, because I'm a man, Men want to be like I'm Superman. I'm I'm you know uh, I'm I don't need anybody. I'm you know I'm independent. Well, that's just that's a lie from the enemy. And what what Satan does is if he can isolate us, then he can do his best work. He does his best work at 3 a.m. Right when you're by yourself, you wake up, you know, and and you, and he and he starts whispering and you're you. Know. You're a totally isolated, right? So we, we have to be part of the church. We have to be part of the body. We have to be together. And that breaks that, you know, again, back to the, uh, the Roman soldiers like Paul was talking about. These guys used to lock their shields together, right? They locked their shields together and they made, you know, they had their backs, right? They had their backs like this, right? So we got to have each other. We have to have that. otherwise, Satan will isolate and then that's when he does his, his best
1: work. So we talked about church, declaration, prayers, worship, um, putting up parameters. The Bible says that we're supposed to be holy as Jesus is holy. The word holy in the Greek means to be separated, to be set apart. So like I said, I backslid, or even before I ever met Jesus, I used to go places. I used to wear certain outfits. I used to speak. I know I sound so holy right now but I had a sailor's mouth. My mom used to say, you have a sailor's mouth. But before you meet Christ, even think that's fun. That's like, well, that's me because I'm, you know, I'm tough. And um, so I learned, and I'm still applying that today because the enemy sometimes tries to resurrect that old temper, resurrect that old Paula, no more. But I had to do in the natural, literally, parameters. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to listen to that type of music. I'm not going to speak that way. And sometimes if it... It has happened. It slips out a word that is not worthy of praise because the Bible says whatever is worthy of praise, whatever is full of virtue, love, kindness, speak those things. But if it comes out, I immediately repent because there's no condemnation. But you've got to be aware. Father, I'm so sorry. I said that yesterday or five minutes ago. I'm so sorry. My mouth is a holy mouth today. So parameters. And you talk about that with, with, uh, in such a great way.
0: <clears throat> well, we break down strongholds two ways. Spiritually, that's what we're talking about. We break it down through the power of the Holy Spirit, but we also have to do our part on the natural, right? So, for example, if you're if you've struggled with alcohol, besides not drinking alcohol, you can't go to the bar, right? You also can't hang out around with a bunch of friends that they're just getting drunk and getting smashed, right? You just can't be in that uh, environment, right? Uh, everything is. Paul says that everything is is. Uh, 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 permissible, but not everything is beneficial, right? So we have to put those parameters in our life. Um, for, uh, for men, uh, pornography is, is a huge thing. Well, you may have to have locks on your computer. You may have to have, you know, locks on your phone. You know, you, you have to guard your eyes, you know, we, whatever, whatever those are, you have to have parameters in your life. Uh, if you, if you gossip a lot and you have a friend, and every time you call, talk to you, you're just gossiping, well, you you got to be aware of that type of stuff because that's all stuff where the strongholds will continue. If you do that, you can't just say, "Oh Lord, deliver me from this." It just doesn't work that way. Now, you I go to the bar, yeah, and you go to the bar, right? You know, I've heard some people have said, "Well, I, I prayed, I went to a service one day, and man, I was delivered that day, and I never had a taste for alcohol the rest of my life." That didn't happen with me, right? I, I had, I submitted myself to God. But then I had to do the things in the natural. I had to not have alcohol in my house. I had to not go to the bar. I had to eliminate some of my friends that were were not Christians. that did, were not, They didn't want me to not stop drinking. They wanted me to keep drinking because I was the life of the party, right? I was leading the charge, you know? Well, you, you, so you have to, if you, if you don't think you have to put parameters in your life um, and you can just pray about it, that's just not what, we have to do our part as well, yeah. so. Yeah.
1: When you think of the word faith comes by hearing, whatever you hear constantly it's going to come out because it's going in. We just talked about that a few minutes ago. Fear comes through hearing too. So people are watching too much news. You're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But So we have to really, like holy, be separate. The word says that we're in this world, but we're not of this world anymore. So we're just on planet Earth as as. Really, as aliens, we're Martians right now. You know, I'm not from Earth. I'm from a different planet, but I'm here for a while. So I'm going to act according to the laws of my planet. Although I have to respect the natural laws here, of course. That's not what we're talking about. But the spirit realm, we have to respect the laws of of our heavenly father, not of this world system. Uh, total submission breaks down strongholds. Jesus was totally submitted. So we must be too. The more we develop this dynamic with the Holy Spirit, the more he will give the nudge in your spirit. Like if you're about to go say, uh, think, watch, something you shouldn't, the more you develop that intimacy with the Holy Ghost, the quicker you're going to go, no, I'm not going to turn that on. I'm not going to listen to that. Oh, mm-mm, that's not for me. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, I want to tell you about the pastor. Well, honey, have a good day. You know what I mean? We have to be radical because powerful Christianity is radical. Religious Christianity, anybody can do it. But powerful Christianity that delivers people, that, that's the earthly ministry Jesus had on earth, it's very, very radical. And thank God for that.
0: So here's the thing our, our full uh, concept of our ministry in our book is total submission. Do you know what God wants from your life? He wants everything. He wants everything. He wants every aspect of you. He wants your thoughts. He wants your heart. He wants your words. He wants your actions. He wants everything. He wants total submission. He wants total obedience. Because as you are totally submitted, as you submit every aspect of your life, then comes the holiness, and you be, start to become holy, just like your brother, our brother, Jesus Christ, our co-heir in eternity, right? We, that, that, that's our future. But as you fully become obedient to Christ, the holiness comes, and that opens up to the door for the Holy Spirit. Then that's where there's real power. That's where there's exusia, authority, and dunamis, Power, that's when you can walk in that authority. And then when you pray for your friends, you know that that friend is going to get healed. You know that that friend is going to be delivered. When you pray for your finances, there, again, this isn't a prosperity message, but God says, "If you, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. That is in finances. So every aspect of your life, you will be blessed and you will be, you will be taken care of. But it starts with obedience. And now it's not, it's not, we're, we're, we're no longer under the law, right? The curse of the law has been broken, right? But he didn't, he got, Jesus said, I didn't come to get rid of the law. He said, I came to fulfill it, right? And so now we follow Christ. Now, not because we're scared of eternity, because we're going to heaven. We've accepted Jesus Christ. We're going to heaven. If you confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord and God saved him, raised him from the dead, you are saved. We're going to heaven. So we're not, we're not following obedience out of fear, right? We're following because we love him. We love our father. We love his commands. We want to do what he was because then we have fellowship. We have fellowship. And there's nothing like fellowship with God. When you're walking with him, and you're walking in obedience, you have peace, You have joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You have all that. And so now we walk in just perfect unity with him, perfect harmony with him. And that's when everything is just as it's supposed to be, right? So
1: so coming to a close, um, what you just said, when you surrender and this peace comes, because we've been talking about you have to set up parameters. Literally, I'm not going there. Oh, you guys are going drinking. Thank you. At at first, it might be like I cannot go there. But as you yield, because it it happened to me, uh, the glitter. Today, we watch movies sometimes, and I see a scene, and people are going to a club, and I go, why did I think that was fun? It looks so. It looks pathetic. I have to have mercy on people because I was there for a long time. But my friends used to say, you don't drink anymore, so how are you going to have fun in a party? And I said, well, I can drink if I want to. But the question is, can you not drink and have fun in the party? So who's a slave here? Because I can't drink. But if I don't drink, I'm going to have fun. You can't have fun. So at, at first, it could be like a do's and don't list. But as you yield, you go I don't want to go there anymore. It's not that I can't. I can. I can go to a club tonight. We can go to a club tonight. Do I want to go? Absolutely not. And to finish my part, you just said something that the word, that's important to understand the original language. Romans says that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus gave us salvation. The word salvation is the word sozo. The word sozo means, because you're talking about prosperity, The word sozo, it's a package. It means divine health. For people that think maybe it's God's will to heal me. Divine health. Divine wealth. uh, uh, Protection. Shalom. Prosperity in all levels. So if the enemy comes and goes, I don't know if God... Really wants me to get a better job and get a better house. Yes, he does, because that's what it says in Romans. So when you read Romans, think of that. So Jesus died to give me sozo. Don't read just the word salvation because it always takes us to a place for the by and by when I die and go to heaven. No, it's for now. Okay.
0: I just want to say one one last thing on the uh the natural and the parameters. When we wake up in the morning, we don't turn on the news. We don't turn on television. We turn on worship music. The good
1: news,
0: yeah, the good news. We turn on worship music, right? We 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 fill our house up with the joy of the Lord through the worship music, and it changes the atmosphere, right? And then we we don't. Um, I used to be addicted to social media. I was just constantly on Facebook and constantly on these things, and I was constantly on you know on the news. You know, I I, I watched all the news stations and it just filled me up with anxiety. It filled me up with fear because that's what that, you know, there's a journalistic thing that says, if it leads, it bleeds, right? So that means if if there's something really terrible, that's what leads the news, right? And so it's designed to fill you up with anxiety and fear. So the the less I watched the news, the less I was on social media, because, again, everyone on social media is just throwing ideas and they're throwing fear and they're, you know. When we we went through um, COVID, um, we... We're living up here. We weren't scared of COVID. We didn't deny COVID, but we denied its right to come against us, right? And so we, but I didn't watch the news because the news was just constantly, oh, there's this many people dying. There's this many people dying. You know what I mean? So, but I lived here. I can honestly say for that year of COVID, we were not affected. We just went, now, other things have affected us. So again, I'm not saying, I'm like, I'm also saying what Paul says. I have not necessarily. Everything we're telling you here, we're still striving for. So definitely, when we're saying this, we're preaching to ourselves as much as we're preaching to anybody, right? Um, so don't get us wrong. But at, in that particular topic, COVID, that was not an issue in our life. Because we just we just never participated in that, right? But it's, again, we weren't filling ourselves up with that. So, so our time is up. What, what we'd like to do is, you know, we, we really appreciate our time uh, with you. We really... This is our passion. We, we love you. We love our brothers and sisters in Christ. We love this church. And we, lo- we love uh, uh, coming against the powers of Satan. And we want people to be delivered. We want, we want the, uh, our book says that we're coming against lukewarm Christianity. We want you all on fire. And I can tell in a lot of your eyes you are, right? We want you on fire for the things of God. And we, that's how we're going to have revival. Revival starts in our church. It starts in our churches and in our neighborhoods and then in our cities. That's how it rolls out. But we have to have people that are in the church that are on fire for Jesus Christ. So let's, that, that's our mentality. And we and we want you to just do the same thing. Just take what you, what you already are doing in your life, take what you're doing, and then just spread it. And, that, and that's, how, that's how we get revival. So let me say a prayer for us. Father, I just thank you so much for our time today. I just thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for everything you're doing in their lives, Father. And I pray right now for each one of them, Father, a special blessing. We bind the spirit of Satan that attack any parts of their life, Father. We bind any demonic forces that are trying to against them, Father. And we loose out your love. We loose out your presence. We loose out your power on all these people, Father. Father, we we break, we come against any strongholds in any of their lives, and we break that through the power of the holy spirit father we just fall on them all right now father we pray for their family we pray for their family members we pray for any uh spirits of of uh, uh strongholds that are in their family members life and we break it off right now in the name of jesus christ father we we ask you bless every aspect of their lives every aspect of their families bless them financially bless them relationships.